Hey guys, welcome back to Five Lives. This is Carol. I'm Alexis. I'm Dom. This is Megan. And I'm Sid. Welcome back. Welcome hey. back. Hey ladies. So, we are going to be discussing post-college life and answering some of the questions that were entered through our DMs on Instagram, on emails, all of the above, but right now we really want to focus on those post-college life questions. Girls, how are we feeling today? Feeling great. Dandy. Dandy. Life <laughs> dandy. It's stressing and depressing, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the epitome of post-college life. <laughs> yeah. Fun tip, post-college, don't go to grad school, it's even worse. <laughs> Fun tip, college like- degree doesn't get you a job every time. <laughs> that's it. But that's Eight. what we're to talk about. <laughs> This is getting deep already, right off the bat. So the first question entered that we really want to focus on is the after-college life assumptions versus reality. Mm-hmm. Now, I know for me personally, when I was in college, I really thought that the minute that I got my college degree, I was going to get a job. I was going to move out. I was going to be super successful, make lots of money, you know, live the life that I always wanted. And that is not the case. I am living with my parents. I am working a job that I don't like and just trying to find my own, like, like just trying to find my way through life. Does that make sense? Like I just, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's, it's, this is not at all what I expected it to be. I agree. I think there's definitely no like written out way of, okay, you have the degree. Now, if you do X, Y, and Z, you've done it. And just having the degree gets you at the entry level, but it doesn't always get you, where you expect that you're going to end up. And that was the hardest pill for me to swallow initially. But I think the greatest piece of advice that I got for literally a year. So I took a gap year between college and applying to grad school, getting into grad school and that whole process. Um, But the greatest piece of advice I got was literally just to slow down. Like, I think the biggest Mm. misconception is Mm -hmm. you need to be applying for the program that you want to be in like, as a junior or a senior, or that you need to have a job lined up before you even graduate. And don't get me wrong, those things are amazing. Those things are convenient. And I'm super happy for the people that are able to do that. But we're very young still, like we're still in our early 20s. The biggest thing that I kept being told by older adults was literally just to slow down and to take that time. There's value in that time between when you graduate and starting that next chapter in your life, whether it's more schooling or it's a job of getting to know yourself, establishing yourself, what you like, where you wanna be, and kind of figuring out what you want for the rest of your life. Because I think if we rush those decisions, you may end up backtracking later. And I think that's really true. And our generation, I think, like our group of like age, like our age group, I feel like it just, like everybody feels like you are supposed to graduate college and you're supposed to have your whole life figured out. And Absolutely. it's honestly the biggest lie going because you're that's not how it's going to go. But like, that's what you expect. And so when it doesn't go like that, really hits the fan and it gets real really <laughs> fast. <laughs> yeah, I remember my senior year of college, I started freaking out because I'm like, oh, my God. I need to be applying for grad schools Mm -hmm. already. I need to be doing all this. And I had, and I, like, I'm not exaggerating. I had like a mental breakdown every night for five days in a row. Mm -hmm. And I call my mom just in tears and she goes, 
Sid, take a year off. And like the fact that I couldn't even think about that shows that like that's how society has molded us Mm -hmm. to think. And it is kind of sad, but I mean, I took a year off and I was going to apply to PT school. But in that year, like I've grown so much, I've learned all this and now I'm doing a completely different track. If I would have rushed that, then maybe I wouldn't have lived like my full potential and just found what God was really calling me to do. Exactly. I couldn't agree more, Sid. Actually, like the societal pressure pressure um, is so true because think about it in high school, you're going to high school and you're about to graduate and everyone's like, oh, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to go to school for? And like me personally, I was like, I was always between like PT or psych. So I was like, oh, and I stuck to psych. So I was like, oh, psych. oh what do you want to do with that? well i don't know oh what what do you mean i'm 18 years old i don't know and then we go through our college experience and like we find other interests you know what i mean and then after graduation i mean like everyone's journey is completely different you have people that jump right in like me personally like after college i'm what i'm 23 now so i graduated at 21 so two years and i'm and i have the job that i i've wanted like i want as my career which i'm very fortunate to say that i have but those two years I was very I struggled a lot um like my husband will attest to this I literally would be like I don't know Jay like maybe this isn't for me like the application process is like really in depth like I don't know like it seems really hard like I don't know if I'm good enough you go through this whole thing where like I don't know if I'm good enough I don't know if what I did in high school college like is anything gonna affect me now and you just think and you doubt yourself a lot you go through a lot of doubt and then like I mean I had the job I want now and then I have friends that are like screw it I'm traveling and have traveled after college because they want to travel <laughs> while they're young and now I'm like shoot I want to travel but now I have the, and now I have a job that I can but like I can't so now I'm like shoot yeah. you know so my advice would be like like you said Alexis slow down but don't rush it like let the chips fall where they fall and they will yes I think that's super important and I'm really glad you said that Dom I also think there's there's a different perspective like you have to take a minute to think about when you get your degree, where that degree kind of leads you. If you do anything typically in the healthcare field, that's going to lead you to more education to establish yourself. But someone who says like, has like a business degree or something with that whole world that I really don't know much about, typically they can start a job pretty quickly and then later go back for an MBA or they just stay where they're at. So that's definitely one thing to consider while you're still in school. But I think going back to this pressure that we think we feel people also lose sight and like have this unrealistic expectation of, you know, I've, I've graduated, I have this and I'm immediately going to get this job. And that's not the reality. I think if you kind of take a minute and humble yourself and you're prepared to start at the bottom, you can work your way up to where you expect to be within those years too. I think it's very important to just get in at the ground level make the connections you need to make, and then work from there. I started, as soon as I graduated, I got a job at a therapy clinic that I knew I wanted to be on the therapy side, but I was working their kids' gym, like, front desk in their summer camp, and I was slumming it for, like, the entire summer. But after going through that and meeting the boss and meeting the owners and them getting to know me, they were willing to certify me to become an ABA therapist and then I was able to build through there so I think that there's definitely also value in being willing to start at the bottom Mm -hmm. and make your connections and work your way up because honestly and people say all the time and I didn't really 
truly grasp it until these past couple of years. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And as soon as you make those right connections oh, that with people, phrase. oh my gosh, it, there's people that you can just meet that will just open doors for you once you present yourself at, as you know, the best version of yourself. Does that make sense? Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Carol, uh, why don't you tell us about your journey after college and where you are now and what you're doing? Um, well, personally, even even in college, I I still don't know what I want to do. And even after, I still don't know what I want to do. And I think the more, I, I mean, and I'm only, what, what are we, like a year and a half out? Only a yeah. year and a half out, and I'm realizing how normal it is. Because I, I specifically remember, like, Sid, when she did talk to her mom about taking that gap year. And I remember being in class with Sid and hearing that and thinking, okay, I'm not the only one. Like, it's going to be okay. We're, we're all just trying to figure this out. So, I mean, post-college, post-college, I... I still don't know what I'm doing. I'm still like, I'm, I'm in the same bed I grew up in. I, I, but I think I'm okay with it. And I think the biggest lesson I'm trying to almost teach myself. And I think that God's trying to teach me is just, and I hate this phrase so much is to enjoy the process because Mm -hmm. all I care about is the results, which Mm -hmm. sounds so like cliche, but I really do like, I, I, I'm all about efficiency. So how can I get there the quickest? I don't want the journey. I don't want the process. I just want to get there. I feel so like. right now I'm I'm a U13 girls coach. I think that like consistent theme for all of us and I think some of it has to do with being athletes in college. We're so performance driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like you're sitting here and you're talking about the pressure that you're putting on yourself and whether or not you think you're successful or where you're supposed to be but like I think it's amazing that you went back to soccer and you're coaching and you're giving back to this population of girls that are learning to really love the sport mm-hmm. and starting to that that very like that special transitional period of the girls that end up quitting or the girls that are going to take it seriously in high school and then go to college yep. and do like yeah. I think it's so amazing that that's what you went back to I haven't gone back to soccer in however many years because it's just been so different for me since college I don't know I just think that you're doing really good things <laughs> oh well thanks but I mean I also think like because soccer is how we all came together and it's what we all did. I think it was all we all knew. And for me, mm-hmm. it was my short-term goals. And now I'm still trying to figure out my long-term goals. Like it was just what classes am I going to take next semester? How many minutes am I going to play? That's all I cared about. And now it's, when am I going to get married? When's my next job? Where am I going to oh move? God. And it's all the long-term process. Yep. So it's just like, I think I'm just trying to figure that out right now and kind of move on from there but I think I'm starting to be okay with it if that makes sense absolutely Um, but I I definitely I I don't know what I want to do and I I, it's so difficult because I I usually do but I don't so I don't know if it's the same for anybody else but and I think that's okay I think it's okay to not know what to do because why rush to get into something that you don't truly love and that's what I've kind of like realized this last year, why rush to just to be able to say, well, I'm doing something when that's not even what you truly want to be doing or like what makes you happy. So I think it's okay to be stuck for a little while as long as it gets you to where you want to go once you figure it out. I know Alexis wants to tell us her story about where she's at. It's a little different. (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, I guess for starters, I was a exercise science major in undergrad so I had 
started kind of exploring the the idea of like physical therapy, occupational therapy. I did switch to pre-med for like a hot second, but then I took organic chemistry and I said, no, thanks. It ain't for me (laughs) (laughs) and kind of went back on that track. But that year after I graduated, I applied to like a million schools because I was ready. I was excited. And like, I just wanted to cast my net out there and then see what happened. And like I said, there's no rule book for how that goes. Like I knew what, um, like online profile to kind of set up my information for, but I ran into like speed bump after speed bump after speed bump. My transcripts didn't upload correctly because they got lost. So I spent hundreds of dollars like applying to schools that didn't even consider me. Oh, I me. remember that. Oh, I literally, I, so I literally, I was crying for probably like a month straight because a lot of those schools were like, hey, sorry, this is missing. You're not meeting our requirements. See you next year. And I didn't really know why they were saying that. And I had to spend a lot of time on the phone and all these emails and just trying to like figure that out. But once I finally got that in order, um, the program that I'm in now actually reached out to me and was like, hey, like you're a little low on this grade, but if you retake your class online, we'll tell you where to go and do whatever. It's going to give you better chances and we'll just push back your application. And this had been my number one school since I was in undergrad, but it meant so much to me that they treated me like a person. And not just like, like, like a number, like a statistic, you know? So I followed through with that process. But the entire time I was working as um, an ABA therapist at the job that I was kind of explaining earlier and fell in love with it. I love kiddos with autism. I love kiddos with special needs. So I was loving my job. And I actually reached a point where I had applied to both graduate programs. I applied to physical therapy, which I initially wanted to do, and applied to an ABA program that would advance me in the field. It gave me job security. I I had a way of working my way up. I had connections. I had everything. And that was probably one of the hardest decisions I had to make. Um, Because one was, it was quick. It was effective. It was already kind of laid out for me. And then one, I really had to take a big leap. But that's what I ended up doing (laughs) because it's what I really want to do and what I'm passionate about. But even then, like, even when you do the right things, I got into the program and you're thinking like, okay, I've made it. I was waitlisted and I had to make a decision whether or not to like wait until the following term or up and move to Texas, which I also took another leap there and did it again. Uh, yeah. so, so here I am in Texas in my graduate program. And I guess, yes, I'm doing what I want to do, but there are so many other like big obstacles and still that internal conversation, I guess, for me to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. But I think the biggest thing for me right now is that I love what I'm doing so much that I'm terrified to lose it. Yeah. It's like I am riddled with anxiety with everything. Like I had to do a lot of um, like vaccinations and background checks and all this stuff. And that process was miserable. And like once I'm here and I just had my first round of practicals and doing something like that. And I kid you not, guys, my first practical ever, my hand was shaking so bad. I could barely count my partner's pulse. And thank <laughs> God. Like, it's, it's just, I, I really enjoy the program because like I said, the faculty and the professors te- like treat you like people. So my professor kind of knows me by now. She's like, um, honey, like relax. Like you're okay. <laughs> but it's just like, it's, it's still the same thing. I'm where I, where I want to be, but I'm still putting this unridiculous pressure on myself to where it's like physically holding me back so I guess lately that's been my battle but yeah that's where I'm at (laughs) 
All right, Sid, why don't you tell us where you're at now in life? Okay, so my story starts off like a little ironic, you know, like when we were younger, we always kind of wanted, I don't know, but like it seems like every little kid wants to be a doctor. And that was always me. I had a strange obsession with Band-Aids. I just wanted to like fix everyone. <laughs> My parents had to hide the band-aids. Did you from me love the because... game operation? <laughs> yeah, that was my stuff right there. I loved I it. it. And you know what I would also do growing up? There's an episode of Grey's Anatomy where they had to choose like the surgeon, or let's say the best surgeon in the case. You had to put a dot through a microscope. You had to put a pen dot on the eye of the face on the $20 bill and I remember like doing it and I'm like I can do this (laughs) like scrub me I shake way too much I would always I was gonna say do you have steady hands like that there's no way I could do it um you know I don't know (laughs) I like maybe it was a fluke but like I got it you could could totally add that to your resume however though if I were on the spot like how they were i would be me spazzing out you know like it's terrible but it's terrible but anyways so yeah like i was always just obsessed with being a doctor like i even had this like 300 dollars anatomy app on my ipad when i was in middle school i remember that just because yeah like the heart was my seminars yeah 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 so I was always really into that and then um I started getting (laughs) self-conscious so when that ugly thing reared its head I was like oh my god like like these classes are for the smart kids that's like not me right and I mean like I graduated like top of my class but I was still like oh those are for the smart kids even though I mean like I was, I was even though I was looking you. at you saying um, she's the smart kid. Well, I don't even, know, I don't even know what number I was graduating. That's how you know I wasn't high enough. I don't want to know. I don't want to be on the bottom. Bottom from the bottom. That way, those of us in psychology, we <laughs> yeah. don't want to know. So, like, I don't know. I just didn't take the class. I was looking for, I don't know. That just seemed too far out for me. And I was in exercise science. And I really liked PT and stuff. And I did a lot of volunteer work with PTs. And I was like, this stuff is fun. I can see myself doing this. And my mom was always like, me, be a doctor. And I just finally was like, no, like, I will never. like, <laughs> Just because, like, then I started tapping into my ego, my self-consciousness. And so I was all about the PT route. Then I had to take um, Chem 2. And Chem 2 at our school was like, a nightmare like everyone failed they tried to (laughs) weed people out and again I was like I can't do that (laughs) those are for the smart kids so I um was like you know what maybe this OT path is for me there's no chem two, and it's more psychology and I Mm -hmm. enjoy that so I um went to the OT track my senior year I started working for a year with the OTs and PTs at this place that has like a bunch of kids with congenital deformities. And I really enjoyed it, but I enjoyed the PT side a lot more. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to take him to online. I'll be a PT. <laughs> this is my calling. I try to get her to come to my program where I'm at <laughs> in Texas. Oh, wow. yeah. And you know what? When I signed up for places to go to 
instead of saying the two Florida schools, I was like, one Florida school and why not <laughs> Texas? So I still get emails. But um, so <laughs> like, anyways, so when I was there, I was just like with these kids and the doctors were just giving them like so much hope is what I realized. So the PTs, like they changed their lives, right? But I noticed that when they came, it was like from a different country. It was like a last resort. They were like begging for a chance. And I was just like, wow, that's cool. But those are for the smart kids, right? That's not me. And then finally, um, after like a year of all this self-reflecting, self-work stuff, um, I finally accepted the fact like, hold on, like I am a smart kid. I can do this. Like I did well in college. Like I can do this. So I finally just like, was like, all right, I'm going to finally do what I always wanted to. And needless to say, my mom was ecstatic. <laughs> And um, yeah, I'm in organic chemistry right Yikes. now, doing pretty well, having A so no far. Way. And um, wow, yeah, I got a hundred <gasps> on my first. On wow. my first quiz. Yeah, the only thing I know about organic. Yeah, a hundred. I was geeking. No. I called my parents right away. <laughs> I only tell my parents when I get A's. I don't tell them when I get B's. I may have gotten a poor shoes at some point. I only tell my parents when I get A's. It's the best feeling in the world to be like, hey. Guess what? I got this. Guess the what? only thing organic I know is like the milk like, in my, oh my fridge. God. That's insane. <laughs> so um, yeah. Now I'm looking at going to med school. Hopefully in August. That's Too awesome. Exciting. That's awesome. All right, Meg. So what about you? What's what's life after college? What's yeah. your story? So I'm kind of one of those stories where it's like you know you go to college, you don't really know what you want to go for, so you're like, okay, what do I know all my life? All I knew was sports, really. I played since I could remember. So I was like, you know what? Athletic training. They have that as a major. I'll do that. I get to be around sports for the rest of my life. Sounds great. Right? Really loved it when I was in college because the people I was like around and working around were awesome. I actually had an extra semester. I'm, I'm that friend. I'm the, I'm the one that's a little bit behind in school. Um, so I graduated a semester behind everybody, but I only had one class to take left. So I took it in New Jersey, actually, and I did an hey. internship. Hey, hey. Dom, Dom spot. Oh, um, and I did an internship at a school with the football program through those what three months I think it was that I was there I just saw that I could not do this for the rest of my life like it was just not what I wanted to do I knew I didn't love it anymore and it wasn't the same Mm -hmm. so I took the exam to you know be try and become a athletic trainer because you need a cert just like one of those things you know you get the degree but degree really doesn't mean anything until you get the cert most expensive piece of paper (laughs) yep just an expensive piece of paper that doesn't even get you for it (laughs) so i had to take an exam your girl is not a good test taker so she did not do well and she took it a few times and then she said you know i'm waving the white flag i don't even really want to do this so why am i wasting my time and energy into trying to pass this exam so I gave up. Well, I don't know. Maybe I didn't give up, but I just stopped trying. Um, and then life kind of happened for me this year. This year has been something out of the books. Maybe I'll talk about it one episode, but not quite ready yet. But 
So I'm back home. I really don't know what I want to do with my life. I got a lot of big plans, but got to have the baby steps to get there. Would love to, you know, own apartment buildings and stuff like that. But your girl can't even own her own apartment (laughs) at this point. So kind of in pause. Um, So I'm just kind of, you know, in that in-between spot where you just kind of feel stuck. I don't know exactly what I want to do. I'm fortunate enough where my dad owns his own two companies that are really successful. So he doesn't like to do business side of things. So he has me doing them right now. So I'm lucky enough to work for him. And I just kind of I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with my life again, and where I want to be and like all that type of stuff. Um, it's a big it's a big one. <laughs> we're both members (laughs) it's a big club but it's I honestly I always thought it was an awful place to be but it's not that bad because honestly I'd rather be home and saving my money so that when I do figure my junk out um I'll, I'll be able to move out and have the money saved up and be able to afford something of my own and go wherever I please but as of right now, I'm just kind of here trying to figure my life out, baby steps type of thing. Um, just, you know, doing doing life. I like it. All right, Don, <laughs> what about you? How's how's post-college life with a psychology degree? Ooh. Psych, psych. Um, well, I love psychology. And I feel like it'll, it's where I'm, what I'm doing now, it's going to bring me to bigger things in my career, I could hope. But I went to college, psychology degree, ed, uh, minor in education, because I was originally thinking of being a school psychologist, because I love kids. Yeah, the reason, no. why, <laughs> the reason why, I mean, they're nice when they're not yours, so you can, like, give them back, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I love kids because I gen- they're authentic. They have no filter. They say what's on their mind, and they say how they feel, you know? And I feel like the youth is such a big part of, like, who we're going to be in the future. That's why I always always thought it was important to focus on the youth and everything. Like, preserve the youth as much as possible. So I thought I was going to do that. And then I was really leaning towards law enforcement. Like, junior year of college, I was kind of, like, up in the air. And honestly, at first came down to, like, money. I was like, well... I could like get hired by a department and like go in for free and then they pay for my academy or just literally once again, it's like, okay, you'll get paid in the academy and then you're hired, whatever. And I'm like, or I pay 30 grand and get my master's. Do I have 30 grand? No. (laughs) And I was like, well, no, let's just see where it is. Well, like where I'm at. And I was like researching a lot and um after graduation like life kind of changed for me I got engaged actually the day I graduated um what a day that was there yeah and um compl- I mean like I don't want to say unexpected but <laughs> your girl your girl it was your unexpected. girl had, your girl had <laughs> you didn't know. that it could have happened you know I had them laid out because I'm psycho it's fine is it's that whatever. a thing do people no, do, do yeah. well, you guys who have boyfriends? Do you really like, set out dates? Like, is that a thing? I no, don't want to know. No, I just knew. I, I knew it was coming because so Jay's older than me and Jay's super ready. Like Jay's Jay's in like the same part of life as me, but he's like 
ready in another part that I'm not ready for. So like I knew I was like probably gonna propose to me. I was like maybe like in the spring. No, like graduation, whatever. So I'm like, oh yeah, super excited, planning a wedding. I hate planning weddings. Don't ever ask me to plan at your wedding because I don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> so I do that, and I'm like, now I'm like, okay, we have a wedding to pay for. Um, I'm trying to like get into law enforcement. I applied to my municipality, and I passed everything, but they hired someone who already got into the like that already paid for their own academy and stuff. So I was like, okay. That sucks. And I remember Jay sitting me down and being like, don't take this as like a loss. Like this means something's coming that's bigger for you. Like, you know, like really motivational. But me, like you said, Carol, I want results. No, yep. like I don't want to, I don't want to, like I hate when people are like, where do you see yourself in five years? I don't know. Yeah, I, hate that question. I would love to see, I would love to see myself, but I can't tell you as much as <laughs> I'd I love to love, meet her. <laughs> I would love to know, but I, I don't know. Like I could tell you where I want to be, but then like, I'm going to get there. And then what, if I'm not there, then it just sucks, you know? So I got yep. that. And I end up getting like the job that I really wanted that I just didn't think I was good enough to get into. Got in there. Academy. That that taught me a lot in life as well because mentally I remember in in college mentally I was very like I wouldn't say weak I was I was mentally strong when it came to like sports and stuff but like certain things really got to me that like that normally wouldn't and then in this academy it's all mental like it's all mental like finish the run finish this finish that and like you need, you know, you got to do it. You got to get the job done. That's the whole thing. Get the job done. Get the job done. And I remember like at some point in the academy being like, this is the best version of myself that I feel like I've gotten. And my academy was different from a lot because I wasn't home. I was like, kind of like, I couldn't come home for 13 weeks. I, I didn't see my dog. I didn't see my husband. I couldn't talk to you guys. I talked to you guys. What? I tried to talk to you guys. I got my phone oh once Oh my week. gosh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So it was during COVID, so it was like extra intense. Yeah. And yeah, I just, while you were in the academy, you had what, the weekends? Yeah. Before no, COVID? one day. I had Sunday, like. Sunday from like, for like an hour. But I remember like those Sundays sitting myself down and being like, okay, just a little more, a little more, a little more. And I remember one time I literally, what I realized what got to me the most was that I like to like, when I'm, something's bothering me. Or I'm upset or something. I, I want to talk to someone about it. I want to talk to Jay. I want to talk to you guys. I want to tell you, like, how my week was. And it's, like, I couldn't do it. Wow. So I had the yeah. girls around me and, like, my, my platoon and my classmates so we could do it. And it was, like, a very jarring experience. And then, and obviously, like, Jay and I just got married. So I felt bad because we just got married. And now I'm, like, shipped off and can't talk to you, like, to me, I was like, I apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry. This is a terrible start to a marriage. <laughs> and he was, you know, me being me. And he was like, no, no. Like, you know, he's always supported what I have to do, which is like, I think a big thing as well. Like in this process, you like, we support each other as friends, like, and obviously your family does, but like surround yourself with people that are going to support you because it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows all the time. Like Ooh, the process, yeah, the process after the people in the back. is not going to be sunshine and rainbows. I don't care what field you're going into. <laughs> I don't care if you're making lucky charms. It's not going to be sunshine and rainbows. I'll tell you that. So that life, though, man. Thank you. That, that was, was good, dog. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Wow. And 
I remember I graduated and it was the most like, like I felt a part of me was like, cause like, you know, everyone's like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Like you're going to do great. I'm so proud of you. And like, I felt like you guys probably feel this too. It was like, that's all I, that's all I wanted to hear. Like my dad was like, I'm so proud of you. Like, like you bring like oh, yeah. such a great name to our family. Like, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, that's what I needed. That gratification. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Those words are, those words mean everything. Everything. It could be like the everything. stupidest thing. Like, oh, you're proud. Like, I'm sorry. Can you say that one more time? You're proud of me? Yeah. Explain. Can I, can I record can it? Can you explain? Yeah, exactly. That's where I'm at. I'm, I'm living, like, genuinely living. Like, I, I can't, I can't, I'm very, I don't even know how to say this. I'm very grateful for where I am in life. And I'm very fortunate to be where I am. Like, I'm married. I, I have, I have a husband. I have a dog. We have a house and I honestly can say during this um, pandemic, I yet have yet to complain. I don't care. I'll work 24 hour shifts. Like there are people that don't have jobs or people that have lost their house or people that lost their, lost their business. And I'm just fortunate that my family is healthy. I have a job. Like, you know what I mean? I can pay my bills because not everyone can mm-hmm. do that. And just taking it day by day. I, I think the the five of us genuinely I, I was talking to my mom the other day uh, with with post-college life I I'm always so proud of all of my friends because all of us are go-getters and yeah. and like it's it's always a we don't really know how to sit still and I don't know if that's the athlete in us or if that's just how we were raised the ADHD but like, we might all have but <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I think I think it's all. just it's 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 interesting how we all started doing the exact same thing and now we're all all doing something completely different and we yeah. all have very different interests but we all began with one interest which was soccer exactly. now it's like what what can we contribute what do we bring to this world that's exactly. different and i i'm in no position to give advice because i'm 23 i shouldn't be giving advice <laughs> the only thing is i that i know is my experience college was hard um <laughs> a psychology degree for me specifically and i guess maybe dumb you have so many options but all those options don't matter unless you have a master's or a or a doctorate. <laughs> Exercise science. You guys are freaking smart. But it's hard. It's hard work. Oh and athletic God. training. Don't give don't yourself crap, Meg, because every time we went in that athletic training room, Megan was the only one who knew exactly what to do. And she was the only one that could treat us exactly the way that we needed to be treated. So whether yeah, or not you can't pass a test. That, <laughs> yeah, but that's a test. Good gracious, girl! You could treat you me could better treat than anybody else. That's, <laughs> that's even more important than anything. And don't get me wrong, Sid, brilliant. She's so smart. But those people that only value themselves based on how smart they are, the grades they get, and whatever, I just feel like there's a different dimension, like to intellect, than just what you see on paper. Yep. And that was the hardest part for me, getting into programs and doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Meg might not have gotten the right score on the test that she needed, but you're right. She she had the people skills. She had the intuition. She had mm-hmm. all those things that you can't really measure. You can't on test, test it either. Yeah. Or on whatever. Yeah. Exactly. That just made her good at what she was doing. And that's mm-hmm. the hardest part. And I guess what puts that pressure on us to, like find whatever avenue of success that you're supposed to but that like there are so many (laughs) other qualities that like bring more to the table Mm -hmm. than gpa or where you graduated or what you did there there are a lot of 
things that just bring texture to what you do that I think sometimes get lost. But honestly, going back to what I said about making connections, those are the important things that other people pick up on and they will unlock doors for you that you probably Mm -hmm. didn't even know that were there. A hundred percent. I agree. I honestly think that's the one piece of advice I could give is not like not make connections, but take your internships, take those small opportunities because regard they like I promise you we you'll you even if it's not what you want to do that person will probably know someone in the field yep. you do make a phone call and there's a job waiting for you get That's, in on the ground floor exactly okay so right now we're going to transition to just a small little nugget of advice or just something that we want to give to our listeners um, with wherever you're at in life, um, I'm going to start and I'm just going to say the best thing I've ever been told. And it was by a soccer coach and it was move on. I personally always just dwelled on the past and dwelled on my mistakes or dwelled on the decisions that I didn't like that I made, but that doesn't mean that they were wrong. So all I need to do is go with the fact that I can't change the past and just move on. And I think that's just my own personal journey right now is move on. Think about the process, be okay with the process, and just know that you got to trust God. And so that's that's my nugget of wisdom right here. Alexis, shoot. Yeah, first of all, I love your nugget. But I think Thank my you. nugget would be to, first of all, believe in yourself. You've done so much to get to exactly where you're at right now. And that that continues to build. It doesn't just end after graduation. But more importantly, take your time embrace the success embrace the failure embrace the people embrace the lessons learned but be present in the moment and take your time and really go through the process dom share your wisdom okay so a big thing i would say is like carol said move on but be patient just be patient don't and but don't be content where you are like don't be like, oh, I can't, I didn't get this job. I'm not going to be able to do X, Y, Z. No, just be patient. The opportunities will come. Keep doing what you're doing and just surround yourself with people that have a positive mindset. Um, no one that's going to bring you down because that will turn your life around. You need to surround yourself with people that support what you want to do and support your life choices as well. I really like that. Megan, let's hear it. Um, I just like that quote. I don't know who told me it recently, but it's like, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Because honestly, true. that is just the truest piece oh, so of, true. of a quote you can ever come up with. Because yeah. no matter how much you think you have everything figured out, one little thing in your life can happen and mm-hmm. it can throw it all off course. Yep. So I just think like, play with the cards that you're dealt like you have to make the most of what you have and just deal with it one step at a time don't try and plan seven years in advance because you don't know what can happen in seven years you don't know what can happen tomorrow literally Sid end us out what's your wisdom so my little nugget of wisdom would be um truly find yourself and really know yourself know your passions be able to navigate everything that's in your head so you can move forward um, because making a life changing decision now, I feel like it needs time, you know? So just be patient and really get to know yourself. I, oh, I like that. Forward. 
though this episode was a little bit more serious, but we really wanted to spend some time and answer answer those questions that you sent in. And, and I know we have quite a few that we still haven't answered. Um, stay tuned for those. But um, there's still more that we want to share, and there's still more that we wanna that we want you to know. So um, please please keep coming back and and listen into what we have, and and we're just excited about it. So uh, see you later, and see you next week. Bye guys. Oh, yeah. Five laughs out. Hey guys, before you head out, we just want to say thank you so much for listening in on these weekly group chats and just being a part of this new journey in our friendship. The five of us are super excited and we can't wait to see what you think. So we wanted you to know if you have a topic, questions, just something you want us to cover, you can go ahead and DM us on our Instagram at five lives podcast, or you can email those topic suggestions or questions to five lives podcast at gmail.com. We love having you guys here and we really want to know what you think. So we would also greatly appreciate it if you could rate and subscribe to Five Lives on whatever platform you're listening to. And we just really hope you like it all together. Thanks for listening in, guys. Have a great week. Bye.